0: Welcome, 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 welcome everybody to another episode of the Don't Be Broke, Be Woke podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Solomon. Excited to have you guys here today for a very different topic today. One that I'm sure plenty of people are curious about, probably sure, probably been asking for this for quite a while. But I resisted it for as long as I could, but I thought I would give my two cents on this specific topic. Because I'm going to talk about this topic and this topic is also a very um, speculative and risky topic. I just want to remind everyone that, you know, I'm not a financial advisor. Anything that I'll be discussing today is mostly just my opinions. As always, please, please always do your own research to understand what it is that you're investing in, what it is that you're putting your money in so that you understand the risks that's associated with that or those investments. And so without further ado, I think it's fair to say that crypto is a very popular topic lately. And I think it's also fair to say that DoggyCoin, Coin, Dogecoin, whatever the hell the coin that is, has um, captured the imagination of, of many and is driving people to actually invest in crypto probably even more than Bitcoin at this point because of the quick run-up of this specific meme crypto. Part of the reason for this name of meme crypto is if you remember back in January, there was a run-up due to some Reddit stocks, which was GameStop, AMC, and some others, including Dogecoin, where... And so those were classified as meme stock or whatnot. But for a while, probably for the past six months, people have asked me about cryptocurrencies and my thoughts on crypto and do I invest in crypto. And I thought that, you know, considering all the, I don't want to say all the drama, but all the excitement around the most recent Coinbase IPO and Coinbase is the biggest crypto exchange in the world. They just went public this past week with a $95 billion valuation, which is insanity. But that's kind of the world that we live in today, so it's not surprising. And uh Coinbase's platform allows for the buying, selling, the storage of not only kind of what you know of the main Bitcoin, uh, the main cryptos, but a ton. And for that platform to be able to do that is quite remarkable, which is why I'm not surprised with their valuation. And I do think if you are into crypto, you should probably look at adding Coinbase in your portfolio because Coinbase will be a staple of crypto forever. And though they probably will have a bunch of challengers, Cash App, PayPal, Robinhood and and Gemini and others that might come in because their platform is centrally focused around crypto, they will have a leg up and will always be the top dog when it comes to the full kind of picture of cryptocurrency. And to start, I'll just say that I am not going to use this specific episode to discuss what is crypto, how does it work? And I think that it is fair for you guys to always try to do your own research because crypto is not easy to understand. I'm sorry if people say it is. It is not, especially when you start thinking about cryptocurrencies as a whole. How do you come up with their valuation? And it's all speculative. And what does speculation mean? Give you an example. Let's just say you look at a company like I'm going to use three different examples. So let's just say you take a company like Walmart, you take Tesla, and you take Bitcoin. If you were to look at Walmart, right, and you look at Walmart's stock price, and you look at Walmart's capability for growth, what you're looking at is what is Walmart's sales forward earnings, basically kind of like what is their expected earnings 2022, um, 2023. That's how a lot of times the stock price is determined, or that's how we determine if the company is overvalued or undervalued. And then you can kind of speculate how you think Walmart will continue to grow, right? And so with that, you're not going to drive the price up by saying, I'm already thinking of what they're going to do 10 years from now today to drive the stock price up, right? With Walmart, you have a really short-term vision of potentially what they can do to grow as a business. And so because of that, you're not going to see these crazy run-ups in the stock price. Now, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, by the way. It just means that you know what you're getting, right? You just know that with Walmart, if you were to invest in Walmart, you know you're going to get steady growth. The company's never going to go anywhere. And their opportunities for growth lies in their e-commerce business. And so that's where you're betting that Walmart will continue to grow. And so in turn, their stock price will grow and their dividend will grow and you'll make money, right? If you look at Tesla, you can look at Tesla and say, I can see what they're doing today. But what's more of an interest to me is their forward growth compared to what they're doing today, right? So unlike Walmart, where you know, they might be kind of tapped out, you're speculating on Tesla, right? At this point, you're when they do this if they can tap into that, the company is going to go. So that's what drives stocks like Tesla up so high. Because look, guys, let's be frank. Right now, if you were to look at the top six companies in the S&P 500, Tesla's number six. Really? So they're the sixth biggest company in the US and they barely sell like a million car a year. That's the sixth biggest company. Based on kind of market cap in the stock market, which is basically based on what the stock price has done so far. Why is that? Well, over the past 12 months, people have speculated that Tesla is the number one. And look, they are the number one EV car maker in the world. And as more and more countries go to EV, Tesla will be the number one and pioneer over everyone else. And because of the fact that they make their batteries. They'll basically make their batteries cheaper. They'll be able to sell more cars at a lower price. They have solar city, which is their solar panels. They have the Tesla batteries that they can sell also to store energy in your house. So people are speculating. Okay. A lot of these things Tesla have not done yet, but that has rushed people to buy the price, the stock early, right? Because, oh crap, I don't want to buy it in a year or two or three, because at that point they might do all these things and the stock price might be too high. Let me get in now. Speculation. You get the price, you're all buying the price with what you think it's going to do, right? So that's speculation. So Tesla has been speculated so much that the stock price has gone up. And so far this year, the price has gone down a little bit. It's picked up in the past, I'd say 30 days-ish, 20 something days-ish. But they're still off their all time high because people have run up the price. And, you know, at this point, a lot of people have sold, took some profits, used that money to go invest elsewhere. That's kind of how that goes. So now let's get to Bitcoin. I'm going to specifically talk of Bitcoin for this specific example because I think Bitcoin in the last, I don't know, seven or eight months has just really skyrocketed. Maybe let's say nine months. Part of it, is again, speculation, right? So there's two things with Bitcoin that really drives the price is that there's a finite amount of Bitcoins, right? So because of that, there's not that many. And so, and now people are mining Bitcoin all the time. There's companies that are basically mining companies that are basically mining Bitcoin. But the idea is the same as the Tesla, You're thinking, look, this is going to be the future. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know it's going to be. And because of that, we need to get in now, right? That's what happens in the stock market a lot of times. But no one has really kind of, from a a digital currency perspective, you know, you still can't buy Bitcoin like 96% of things on the planet. So that's why a lot of people are still like, eh, plus think of Bitcoin like this. And a lot of people don't, right? But think of it this way. Let's say you bought, you put $10,000 in Bitcoin two years ago. I think you probably have one full Bitcoin. And today Bitcoin is at 64 something. So you're, you know, you've made a lot of money. And let's say now you want to go buy something with Bitcoin, Tesla get your nails done, because I think some nail salon is letting you do that. You have to pay capital gains taxes on the fact that you use Bitcoin to buy something. Huh? Yep. Meaning if you bought Bitcoin and the price went up, just like a stock, now that you're using the Bitcoin that you've basically accumulated to buy something, it's almost like you're selling it. So by selling it, you're paying taxes on it and you're paying capital gains tax on it. Right? So you may say you don't care, but it is something to think about. So you're buying something with the money that you've accumulated, but you're gonna basically pay taxes on it. That's kind of crazy. So there's a lot of these things, that's why these NFTs where people bought these digital artwork and with Bitcoin, people have not thought about oh crap, if I bought it with this Bitcoin that I made, Uncle Sam is gonna come out and knock on my door. So there's still all this cloud around it. So with Bitcoin. It's all really speculative in the sense that you don't know what's going to happen with Bitcoin. We think it's going to be here forever, and it might be. It might actually replace the dollar. Will it? Doubt it. Will it replace the world currency? Doubt it. Will it be the world currency? I'm sure people would want it. Doubt it. Because that would mean every country would have to adapt it, which I don't think will happen. But like, that's what we mean by speculative. It's not really clear cut. Usually with a company, you kind of have a plan, right? From the business at what they're going to do or the market they're going to address or the people they're going to go after. But you don't have that with Bitcoin. What you have is a digital asset that is being bought and sold, being mined because of what we think Bitcoin will do is obviously driving the price. That is the case with pretty much every cryptocurrency. Right, so I use Bitcoin here, but it's the case with either if you have Ethereum, if you have Litecoin, if you have Cardano, if you have Ripple, that don't even get me started on Dogecoin because is it even really a coin? Like, you know, but whatever. So let's step back. What are my thoughts on cryptocurrencies? I, for a very long time, because I did not understand it, I stayed away and I thought it was bad news, but I'm open-minded. So I started to read and listen to different things, but be very careful because in today's world, when you go to YouTube, for example, the analogs, the algorithms, once you start looking for one thing, will keep pushing that same thing, which is if you start looking at something that says, is Bitcoin good? Like if that's what you go put, If you find the first video that tells why and you go look at it, everything else is going to tell you why they think Bitcoin is good. And then you might get clouded by those videos. My advice would be to step away from the YouTube videos and go online on Coindesk and read on the different assets and what those assets are and how they work. That's what would be best. Now, if you want to watch videos about those things as well, I would do that. Don't do videos by what people think about Bitcoin and will Bitcoin go to 1 million? Those things will only make you go two ways, either to the extreme, like it's going to go a million or stay the hell away. In both cases, you're selling yourself short and it's not good. That is not research, by the way. Asking when people are giving advice on certain things, that is not research, (laughs) I want to make that clear, which is one of the reasons why I always say, do your own research because what I think is what I think. And my research has allowed me to open my eyes a little bit and dabble in crypto. And I'm still learning because it's still very complex. People talk about it like it's very easy and it will be here forever, but they don't even really understand the complexities of making this a currency and how can this be sustainable So be very careful when it comes to stuff like that. So, you know, CoinDesk, it's basically almost like a library for crypto. It has all different information, Coindesk.com. If you go to Coinbase, which is kind of what I use for my crypto. But I mean, if you trade crypto on Robinhood, I believe it also lets you understand a little bit about crypto. Uh, But you can also Google cryptocurrencies and understand like how does it work? And if you want to focus on a specific crypto and, you know, like do that, those are the best ways to always be successful in your investments, because if you follow the crowd most of the time, you might end up losing, right? So I, after a very long time, decided to basically do some research and I said, you know what? I cannot continue to ignore the fact that cryptocurrency has a future. What that future is, I don't know. How long would it take for it to explode even more and to become an everyday part of life? I have no idea. However, I should not be left behind. Now, what does that mean in the sense of investing money in cryptos? So my advice, again, this is just my advice is your portfolio, depending on your age and how much risk you're willing to actually absorb, you know, five to 10% of your portfolio could be crypto. And people might say that's it. And I say, look, if you're comfortable going up, you're comfortable. You should be comfortable with that. My recommendation, based on probably kind of how old you are, how long you have before you need to retire, how much money you're putting in crypto, all these things depend and impact how much money you want to put in very risky type investments. And obviously, when you're younger, when I mean by younger, I don't mean late 30s, talk about 20s when you're in your early 20s ish. And if you want it to be mostly in crypto, that's fine in a way, because you have more time to recover losses. But even then, my advice would be don't go all in crypto. Your portfolio should be built in a sense to help absorb losses that you get elsewhere. By that, it means if you have a portfolio full of crypto and the U.S. government and China and some other country decides to put regulations around crypto and all of cryptocurrency starts to fall, you're freaking screwed, right? And you might say that will never happen. We don't know, right? You have no idea, right? So that's a specific asset which is why sometimes you invest in different asset classes to help diversify your portfolio. So should you be all in in crypto? No. Should you have some exposure? Yes. How much? That really depends on you and your portfolio and how much risk you're willing to actually put. It's funny. I'll use a recent example. So today, which is Saturday, April 17th, I believe, I was reading an article that talked about this 33-year-old who basically took all his life savings and dropped it in Dogecoin or Dogecoin or whatever the hell you want to call it sometime in February, I believe, of this year, 2021. And in this past week, his investment is now worth $2.4 million. And bravo, kudos. I mean, give that guy a beer. But let me tell you, I bet you if the story was different, you probably would have heard of something like, man put all his life savings, lost it in Dogecoin, blew his brains out, slit his wrists, jumped off a cliff. And that would not be funny because putting all your life savings, which is $188,000 into one specific investment, it's not even risky. It's just asinine. It worked here right it worked and great i would probably still hit him on the back of the head but then after that give him a hug and be like good you know lucky bastard interesting enough is that he said that he's not going to sell his investment because he doesn't want to pay the short-term capital gains tax which would be when you sell your gains less than a year he wants to hold it after 12 months and then sell a portion of his gains to buy more stuff and First, let me just say that he did a lot of research on Dogecoin, which I don't know what, but found that it could be a sustainable coin in the future, which is why he put all his money in it. And he sold some stock. He took money from his savings and all this stuff and dropped it in Dogecoin. And I use this analogy and I know some people were laughing like, this is what happened with this particular investment. It would be as if you're standing at the top of a roof, 50 to 70 feet off the ground. And then you have to jump off that roof through some kind of like tube thingy, like those slides at those water parks from where you were jumping to come out of that tube and hit the floor on your feet and then standing up like you're some kind of Olympic gymnast. That's what happened here. Like that is luck. It has nothing to do with great thing. And honestly, it's a crazy investment way to do like take all your money to put in one thing. No, it worked there. And my fear, unfortunately, is that as people see or hear stories like this, they're willing or wanting to do the same. And here's the problem is that what happens when there's a huge pullback? Because when people tend to follow the wave Typically, you're coming in at the highest point, which means when you're putting your money, you're putting it at the highest possible point in there. And though sometimes a lot of it cools off, people's, people's made some money and they want to pull their money back. And what happens when you have a lot of people pulling their money? Then stock sells off. And so then you pull your money, and then next thing you know, your money's losing its value. So always remember, no matter if it's a crypto or any other investment, that the money that you're putting to work for you should be money that in a way you should be expecting to lose. If you're not comfortable with that money going down, you should not make that investment or you should not invest in the stock market, right? So something to just be mindful when it comes to putting your money in any type of asset, specifically crypto, because it's so volatile. And by that, I mean, you could put your money today and see half of it gone either by later on that day or within the week. Rule number one, if you're going to put your money in any type of cryptocurrencies, you should be putting that money and bouncing, meaning put it, delete app, go. Don't ever look at it. Move on. Because the emotional roller coaster that these crypto prices will do to you will either make you sell prematurely while you're in the red or make you want to put more money in when you shouldn't, which is, then becomes gambling, which is what happens when you gamble, right? You're losing money and you don't want to, and you're putting more money in because you want to try to make up the money that you lost. So definitely not something you want to do. What I have done is I have three different cryptos, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Ethereum is my biggest holding from a crypto perspective. It used to be Litecoin, but I just moved to Ethereum probably three months ago. And so those are my three. And I get all these are basically, I buy them on Coinbase. And believe it or not, I do cost dollar average, which is like I put a lump sum at the beginning and I put money in them every week. I'm not going to share the amount, but it's a very small amount that I put in every week because that way it allows me to buy the the price of the crypto at very different points. If it's high... Then I'm buying it high. If it's low, then I'm buying it low, but I'm buying it at so many different times that it's not, it's just, it's allowing me to buy the the price of it at, at really good averages, which is a really good investment method, right? Which is investing consistently at the same time. So you're always basically buying around the price to let you get, you know, a good, really good average for dollar cost averages. And then (laughs) look, I am human. So I did get some FOMO in case you don't know what FOMO is, fear of missing out. And a friend of mine decided to put some money in some Dogecoin. And this I will share because I think it's cool, but I I put 500 bucks. I basically put 500 bucks yesterday. And unfortunately, Coinbase does not support Dogecoin. So I had to do it on Robinhood. And the moment I bought my 1,300 shares of coins of Dogecoin, I deleted the app from my phone because there's no point me looking at it like and you're going to say, oh, you are care about 500 bucks? Hell yeah, I do. I don't want to see that thing disappearing. And sure, even though I'm a semi veteran, I still don't like seeing reds. And which is why I do mostly index investing, because typically you don't see red that often. It's not volatile. So I'm OK with that. So that's really my stand on crypto is I think that it is a thing that I think people should have some exposure on. What that percentage of exposure is really depends on you as an individual investor. Always do your own research and understand what you're putting your, your money in. If you're not into Bitcoin because you think Bitcoin is too much, then there are other coins that are available that you can read on Ethereum, Ripple, Stellar, Cardano, Chainlink, and others. So, you know, take the time to always do your research. Like I said, The CoinDesk is a really good place that you can actually go and do some research on it. They even have some links about, you know, like podcasts and like where you can learn about the guides and different assets. So it's a really good place for you to learn about these different cryptocurrencies to help you make a decision on what you think is best when it comes to investing in this type of asset class. So thank you for listening. Though I didn't tell you what you should do or specifically what crypto is, you guys kind of get a feel because I'm sure a lot of you guys want to know about crypto and what do I think about Dogecoin and some of these other things and so forth and so forth. And a ton of people have asked me this week and I've said, look, I'm not going to tell you not to invest, but whatever you invest, you should think of it as money that you might lose. If you're not comfortable with that, then don't invest whatever amount you're comfortable investing and whatever amount you're comfortable losing is what you should be investing in. Do not use your emergency fund money. Don't think that you're going to take this money, put it in there. And then by the time, you know, your next mortgage payment or your next rent, that money's going to go up. So then you can use that money to pay for it. No, don't do that. Be smart. And so as always, thank you guys. And remember, always do your research, understand what you're investing in. As I say, be woke. Don't be broke. Talk to you guys next time.